Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look what you got. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Been a busy week for the Reds. Um, three games, three wins. Performances haven't exactly been the best, but it's a results game, isn't it? Let's be honest, so that's all that matters at the minute. But we'll go back through them because we haven't done one for a bit over a week. Um, so Fulham, um, that was frustrating. <laughs> um, should it, I mean, the goals were boss to be fair, but I mean, should it really be taken four worldies to, to beat a team like Fulham? No, not not a chance. I thought we played quite well actually on the offensive. In, in attack, we looked like we were going to score every time. Looked like we could have scored six, seven, eight goals. But every single time they attacked us, we looked panicked. We looked under pressure, and we looked like we didn't trust ourselves. It, it bled onto the stands a little bit. You know, I think every time Fulham got the ball, we we took a fucking deep breath and thought, "Here we go again." After that first one, we just didn't look great in defence. Didn't look assured, but. Gone forward, we did. It was a fucking mixed game. It was mm. mad. But it was one of them games where you're clinging on to your seat thinking, fuck, if, if Fulham got another chance, they could score again. And and they did. Time again. So, you know, then games are going to happen where we're a little bit off it in certain places. But the, the main thing is we, we did. We, we struck four fucking belter goals. And I thought Klopp was an absolute fucking lunatic genius on the night bringing Endo on that no one in the ground wanted to come on because he's a defensive midfielder and we need to go and win a game. And he, he literally brought calm into the midfield and he gave that outlet where simple ball into him, simple ball out, and it, it changed the game for us. And then obviously his goal was the was the start of the comeback. But fuck me, it was, it was stress. But they're the games you live for. They're the games mm. where... Obviously, that's you're getting drained of enjoyment now, because because of VAR and referees, the way fucking any goals there you could question, they were just all belter. Yeah. But the last one when you seen it after the match, you see Nunez's bit of a scuffle in the box with their defender. Um, that that probably if that was fucking yesterday, I think that gets disallowed. <laughs> the referee was shite, but <clears throat> yeah, at the end of the day, lad, you score a late winner. And it's euphoria. You've got three points and you're fucking marching on. That's all we want. I'm not asked how we play as long yeah. as we win. No, I mean, <clears throat> I do agree somewhat with the sentiment of I'm not too asked how we play as long as we win. But I think if we do continue playing how we have done, as I, I say, it's only really the last three games. And I think we're going to get some subpar performances over the Christmas period, just with the sheer amount of games that we have to play. I think every team is going to suffer from that a little bit. But I think, you know, 
it's gonna there's gonna come a game where we don't get away with it. I thought yesterday was gonna be that game, if I'm being honest. Um, but we'll we'll come on to that in a minute. But I think for me, um, I don't think Kelleher painted himself in glory in the Fulham game. But at the same time, you know, he's being asked to come in to the place the best in the world. He's not really played much this season outside of, well, he hasn't played at all outside of the Europa League. Um so I don't know if he was a bit rusty or something, but Klopp's come out and said, you know, it wasn't anything to do with Kelleher. It's a system issue. So he's sort of taken taken the heat off Kelleher, which I really, really like, to be honest. Um, I thought that was proper fucking I just thought it was boss Klopp doing that. Cause, you know, he is young, he's gonna make mistakes um from time to time. He's never really let us down when he's played. I think that was the first time really where I thought I'm not sure about him. Um, I was having a, a few doubts in that game, but I thought, uh, I thought against Sheffield United, he played very well. Um, and stupidly, I wanted them to start yesterday just so Allison was fully fit for United. Um, obviously, it's been the right call to start Allison in the end, but um, yeah, look, it's just as I say, it's just one of them. I think he's he was a bit shaky in the Fulham game, but I'd say Klopp defended them, which I loved. I think again, as we spoke about it at length with um, obviously the change of defence and change of defenders, change of goalkeeper coming into it. What's not quite yet a unit. Don't know who your midfield's going to be. Don't know who our strikers are going to be. Don't know who your defenders are going to be or your keeper at the moment. So I think I'll, I'll always defend the goalie who's playing in front of a different defence all the time. I thought from the stands, from being stood on the cop, their first goal, I thought was his fault. I didn't see the second contact on the ball. I didn't see the actual shot. It looked like it come in from the side and hit him and went in. All right. From where we were. So I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. That that can't be happening. Um, the one that hit him and gone over the line. You know, I think these are, as Klopp said, these are chances that shouldn't really be getting made. So as a goalie, although you should expect the fucking worst, I don't think you can play a game expecting your defence to let you down that often. And I think that it was more down to the defence not doing their job than it was in. There were chances that I don't think should have been been going towards goal. It should have been blocked by us before the, the initial pass or before the shot. So you've got to give you know a bit of leeway that he weren't shots that should have been taken. It was just poor defending, and he could have done a bit better for them. But I say I think it's a an expectancy thing. Three times, three shots, fucking three goals. But don't think he was awful. I think he was just a, as you say, maybe a little bit rusty because he had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, yeah, fair point. Very, very fair point. Um. Not there was there was nothing really noteworthy apart from the goals. There was no real refereeing decisions. Maybe the the Nunes bit at the end. But I think if we're giving them, you're giving four penalties a game. Um, That's I think it depends what referee you've got. The level of consistency is shocking across the board. Mm. Like that yesterday was pathetic, absolutely pathetic. We're not seeing it just in our games either. No, there's just levels of of daftness all over the park, and it's all caused by referees and VAR. So, you know, credit to that referee for not giving a stupid foul and, and costing a massive three points for us. Because mm. as we've seen before, the only game we've lost it was three fucking idiocy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you just mentioned it there. It's it's not only in our games that it's happening, and you know, I said I was going to make it a weekly thing, and it's how shit the referees. You know, you seen it, Simon Hooper with the City game against uh, Tottenham. You know, might not be fully through on goal, but like yeah, played the advan- 
played the advantage and he's he's through in my eyes and then just go, oh no, there's no advantage. What? And I celebrated that like a goal. That whistle going, I celebrated like a goal. It's fucking made up. Uh, that was big. I mean, I was happy City didn't win, obviously, but I just, I, I don't understand. Unless he's taught that Grealish hasn't won the ball or something or Haaland's just fucking cleared it or something like that. Um, it's the one bit of fucking football and intelligence I've ever seen from Haaland and he's been robbed of it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, you know, as fickle as it is, like when a referee decision goes awfully and it goes in our favour, I couldn't give a fuck. And I think that's modern, that's fuck football for you. That's why fans don't really give a shit when it's us moaning. They're just like, oh, shut up and get on with it. And then it happens to them and it's, the fucking roof comes off. But yeah. that's, that's what we're like. We are fickle. And I say, if loads of decisions go that way against City and it spares us on to, to greater things, then fucking so be it. Let it happen every week, not ask. Yeah. Um Sheffield United midweek um was a fairly again average performance. I think it's just lucky we were playing Sheffield United. No, you know, no disrespect to them, but there's a reason they are where they are in the league so far. Although fair play Chris Wilder has come in and immediately improved them straight away, you can tell. Because they did play they played well against us in comparison what to what they have been playing like this season. Um <clears throat> so fair play to them. But um the one contentious thing in that game, obviously, uh, Nunes at the end to set up Sobosly. Obviously, pa- uh, Palace fans, I was going to say, that's that's next. Um, Sheffield United fans saying it was a foul. I think he just wins the ball, fucking 100% of the ball, and that's it. Get on. Like, people are trying to say he scissored him. His left foot was, or his, yeah, his left foot was still fucking planted on the floor. He, sl- he slid in with one foot. It's not a foul. First of all, like Sheffield United were the better team for fucking most of the game. They, they looked more dangerous than us. We didn't get going. Um, but we went through the gears and eventually found our form again where the better players stood out and started performing. Um, the fucking first goal, Van Dijk, great. That one, Nunes, it just shows you how fucking wild and erratic he is to even attempt that tackle on a yellow card. But does what Nunes does, does the maddest thing, but then he'll come out shining. And it was a fucking brilliant, owl-fashioned tackle. No malice, no danger of hurting him. He has scissored him. He has scissored him. His left foot's gone, but he hasn't made contact with his left foot. So it's not a foul. He's just, he's, as you say, he's used his left foot as a as a prop to fucking land the tackle with his right. So fantastic. Doesn't hardly touch the man. Wins all the ball. And then the pass at the end and the finish, fucking brilliant goal. Mm. Um, you are sort of expecting it in today's game to get counted out because of the tackle, but he deserved it. The work rate, the effort on a game he didn't really play well again. You know, I'm starting to find him a bit frustrating for mm. him. The game could be put to bed if he does his job and scores. Um, Sheffield United game could be put to bed if he, if he scores, but he just keeps missing and it's getting frustrating. It's gone from it's gone from like a bit of a culty hero to a bit funny because you know he's going to get a goal in the end or he's going to set one up to being frustrating because it is, it's boiling down to someone's going to have to fucking save us three points because he's missing chance after chance. So I am getting a bit frustrated with him, to be honest. But yeah. again, he, when he's played bad and he's missed chances and his head could go down and he, he does that, wins the ball back late on and see delivers the pass to seal the game so you know I'm not going to lose too much faith in him but we need him to start scoring again 
Yeah, it seems like he's lost that composure that he, he seemed to gain at the start of the season. Um, you know, when we brought him on against Newcastle and he and he won the game for us, he looked a shadow of the of the Nunes from last season, and he seems to be looking like that Nunes again at the minute. Um again, not gonna count him out or anything yet, but yeah, it is getting frustrating. For me, it's more the fact that he can't fucking stay on side. Oh, he can't stay on side, but it's getting to a point where if the ball goes through on goal and it's Nunes and not Diaz or Salah, you get you instantly I sort of look away from the telly and go, he's gonna miss. It's getting to that point where you're not excited when he gets on the ball in front of goal because you sort of know he's gonna miss. It's only been a few games. I think it's just a knee-jerk reaction to a to a striker who's a bit chaotic, as we know. He'll probably go on a game where he scores every week for for a couple of weeks, hopefully. But um yeah, just at the minute, the way the way we're playing and the way we are, we're, we're just getting over the line. You're thinking earlier on in the game, if he if he puts that to bed, it's fucking game over. Mm. That's the settled. That's two 0 early on, three 0 early on, and he's not doing it. So yeah, I think he can find that form again. It is only a form thing, but at the minute, as I say, I think if he goes through on goal, you you're covering your eyes and you're like, oh. He's not going to score. Yeah, no, I think, to be honest, in, in fairness, I don't think the front three have been playing well at all recently anyway. Um, I think we're missing Jota in that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's just... I don't even think it's necessarily for his play or anything like that, but I just think he's so clinical. Um, if you put him through, you know, nine times out of ten, he's going to score. Um, he has, he has is like, it's hard because I feel like nearly every player other than Salah is better coming off the bench. Yeah. I feel like if you bring Nunes on for 20 minutes, he causes absolute fucking carnage. Bring Jota on, bring Diaz on. Diaz at the minute starting. His numbers are shite. He's getting the ball and he's, he's like, drifts out wide and then takes a man on and then cuts in and then passes back. So again, it's, it's all getting a bit frustrating, but that, that's what it's like. You're playing against teams, you sit in deep and it's fucking, it's hard to just have players ghosting past them and skinning them and cutting in and being one-on-one with the keeper. It's not that easy. You've got mm. to just understand that Diaz is a magnificent player, but again, I think he'd be better coming on against tired legs when he can get in behind and he's got that extra yard of pace than, than the defender. Yeah, so we're not, we haven't life, we haven't found the right formula yet, but we're sat at the fucking top of the table <laughs> with one eat because we got robbed and we're checking away, we're finding a way. And for me, that's the most important thing than individual performances. There's, there's someone bailing us out the shit every week. There's some moments of magic, moments of brilliance, and the team look like a unit. The sense of they're all there for each other. It's back to the fans are united with the team and Klopp smiling again. So I think no matter what happens, something I just I don't feel like we're gonna lose. It could be ten minutes to go, and I'm seeing. I all I do in my head now against Fulham was like if we score in the next five. We've got five to score another, and that's where, where my head's at. Said to me, Dad, just before we scored against Fulham, scored in the next five, we can win the game. We did. So it was like, that's the lad next to me. Yeah, I told you, I fucking told you. And then the lad in front of me was like, you cheeky cunt. He didn't want Endo to come on. <laughs> I'm like, Endo, Endo. <laughs> you cheeky bastard. But yeah, I've just got that faith again where no matter how we're playing, no matter what we're doing, I've just got a feeling that there's, there's something going to come from nowhere. And as we've seen yesterday, it did again. Yeah. 
No, I mean, just to go back to the point with the front three, we we spoke about it at the start of the season, about, you know, who we'd like as our sort of starting striker. Um, and I think I kind of said, explained how I think the three, you know, Jota, Gakpo, Nunes are all different. And right now I think we need Gakpo starting because, like I said, I think he's, he's not as good at it as Firmino was, but he's the closest we've got to a Firmino replacement at the minute. I think he'll bring... I think he just he'll create more space for the likes of Salad and and Diaz to get in behind and things like that. And I just think even if we start, people are saying put Nunes on the left and start Gakpo up front. I think even that's a shout. Um, again, Gakpo, I think Gakpo is willing to go deep to get the ball. And as I say he, he draws players in, but he's so good at keeping hold of the ball. Um, I think we're really underusing him. In in all honesty, I don't think we're going to expect him to get. 25, 30 goals a season, but we never expected that from Firmino. And I just think it's that same similar role. So I think that's I think that's what I'd like to see against United is, is Gakpo starting. But he's got that clinical positioning as well where he sort when he hasn't got the ball at his feet, he knows where it's gonna land and he just pops up and taps them in. And that's what you need at the minute. I don't think Nunes has got that in his locker either. I don't think Nunes reads the game well in the sense of what what's gonna be. He sees Trent with the ball and he knows to make a run because Trent's got the ball, but he doesn't seem to do it for any other player. Mm. When Trent gets on it, he makes a brilliant run in behind or he'll be offside. But with, with Gakpo, as you say, he draws defenders out and that gives us the opportunity to let Salah and Diaz or whoever the wingers are get in behind. And that was that was our system for, for ages. As you say, he's the closest thing to Firmino, the way he does that. But that needs to be from the start. I don't think that system works when a team's sitting in deep, yeah. when it's early on in the game and they're a bit like, we need to go a bit further up the pitch to get a goal or whatever, you will follow them out into midfield. Last 10 minutes, they're not going. They're going to no. just sit there and keep all position and all the forwards and stay there and go right. Fucking, he can go in the middle, leave him there. So you can't do nothing with the ball there. But early on in the game, it happens. So I agree. I think Gakpo starting in the middle of the two wide men or 4-2-3-1 and have got hope behind the striker. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think he's earned the chance. Um I think even when he came on yesterday, I thought he was I thought he was good. Um but yeah, let let's move on to, to yesterday's game because I think there's a, a fair bit to go through in that one. Um I think Klopp's under up best for seventy eight minutes. We were shite. Um although we didn't quite say shite or I pretty probably wanted to. Um but then we found we found a way to do it. But let let's let's sort of go through every instant as they happen. So, um, first penalty that got overturned, correct decision. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, I don't see how there's an argument for that one. To be honest, I don't um, know how long again. It's fucking no. Um, I think it's you know what I think it's just because they're so worried about getting the decision wrong now that the over the overcomplicating things by it's looking not- at it for too long. Is the ball? Does he touch the ball? No. Foul. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I think I seen it at first and I wasn't too sure because at first it looked like he just sort of put his hands on his back. And I think and I think to myself, if he's just put his hands on his back, it's not really a foul. And those tried to look for it. But then when you see the other angle, he's come around and he's kicked his leg. So it, yeah, it's a clear yeah. foul. He's wrapped then... his leg hands and he's gone down. And... Do you know what was mad as well? Enzo actually, if it, if it's not a penalty, you've got to stop it and give it a handball. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get the ball. <laughs> yeah. So um, flawed from the off. But the thing is, Will Hughes done that foul 
which led to them not getting the pen. Five minutes later, he'd done the exact same thing a bit further back on Endo, and it got given as a foul. So yeah. either one's wrong and one's right, or the you know it's they got to the right decision in the end. That's the main thing. And again, it shows you the position of the referee, and the referee's right there. You can see it, and he, hmm. he chose not to give it. So it's no, you, you know, know what? I thought that, the, and they said that on commentary. But if you look at it, he was actually in the fucking. He was near the halfway line when he gave it. He couldn't no, see it properly. The first see one. It. Can't you? I know, yeah. but I think he was he was on the sort of other side of them, so I don't think he can see that his leg's gone and caught endo. Is what I'm saying. I think is I don't think he's at the right angle of it. I think is is he's seen it well enough, but I just don't think his angle's been right. I don't think he's seen his leg at first, and I can sort of understand when I've seen it from behind where the referee is. I can half understand why he hasn't given it on the pitch, but then you've gone back and looked at it. And he's looked at it, seen it from all angles, and has given the right, you know, the right call. Yeah, it's took longer than it should have done, but it got to the right decision. Yeah, that's it. Like he could have been a knob and gone. Oh, actually, I'll look worse for not giving it in the first place. So I'm not going to give it. Mm. So the penalty, do you know what I mean? But no, I thought, I thought, even no matter where you are on the pitch, you can see him clatter into the back of him, and Ben Enzo grabbed the ball with his hand. So I think instantly you go, that's a fucking foul. Um, but you know, I think I thought he was shy, but everybody did. He, I mean, he didn't cover himself in glory. Um, on to the next one. <laughs> I do, and you know what? He didn't cover himself in glory, but I do feel like he got the major decisions right, if I'm being honest. Um, their penalty, it's, I don't know whether it's it's him. actually got it's the problem. The problem is with the likes of VAR and the way VAR comes in when it wants, as we'll discuss in a minute. And referees have literally. Based on yesterday, referees have got no purpose. So VAR can go to you after three and a half minutes, go back to that decision. When previous, earlier on in the season, they haven't been able to do that because the game's gone. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, so let's, you know, the, the actual decision for the penalty, do you think it was the right decision on Quanta? On Quanta? In real time, if the referee gives a penalty, you can't argue with it. That's See, I, I've might, got... My stance is, if that referee blows and gives a penalty in the heat of the moment, you can't really go. You can see all angles. You can go, yeah, he's fucking, he's kicked him in the back of the leg. It's a foul. The ball's going nowhere. It's not at any threat of going towards our goal or whatever. But has he fouled him? Yeah. Is it in the box? Yeah. Is it a penalty? Probably, yeah. But the fact that he's missed it. And VAR have took three and a half minutes to, to make sure he goes back to it when the game's in play. If we just scored in that passage of play, what happens? Probably dis- disallowed the goal. Yeah, yeah. Penalty, how come they couldn't do it for Tottenham? When Diaz's goal, when the ball got kicked back off, they said, no, game's played on, now we can't go back. How come they can go back now? So I think the only way, I think, I don't think the ball had actually gone out of play. In this, in the space of Quanset making the tackle and the game getting stopped, so it took them, it took them a minute and forty five seconds for them for the foul to happen and for them to then go right. You need to have a look at it. it a minute yeah. and forty five seconds is what it took, and I don't think the ball actually went out to play there. The ball didn't go out to play when the referee stopped it to have a look. I don't know who it got past to, but it was about to go to one of our players on the touchline, and he blew the whistle to stop the game. So. What's the 
I think the difference is the ball went out to play with Diaz. I don't think it's the right, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's absolutely it's right in any way, shape, or form. But I think that's the difference is that the ball technically didn't go out to the ball didn't go out to play in the space between Quanta making the foul and well, them stopping the game. I don't I don't get why it makes any difference. So you've gained the throw in. I so think that's the only difference it. I can see. That's the only difference I can see with the two of them. Yeah, just, um, it's just flawed, it's just completely flawed. They should not if the ref it's not a clear and obvious error by the referee because it's not a clear and obvious foul. Hmm. So it is a debatable foul. We some will argue it's not a penalty, some will argue it is. But to go to, to make it last that long, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, no, and yeah, I, I, I to be honest, I've got no issues with the actual penalty decision itself. Just the length of time it's taken again. Um I do think it was a foul. Um, but then you know, you look at the the Arsenal Villa game, um, up the villa, um and Gabriel Jesus gets kicked in the back of the leg, nothing gets given. So again, you talk about the consistency. Why is it I, I think they were both penalties in fairness. Um, but if you give them one, you've got to give the other. I know it's different games, but again, like you said, it's different rules with different referees. But again, it's it's got to be it's got to be if you if VAR are going to start getting involved in them incidents when the referees seen it and said no penalty, then the game's going to be fucked. It's going to be like that for nearly every tackle. Hmm. It's going to just come to a point where VAR are just in his ear. You need to check this. You need to check that. It's fucking it's it's bad lad. The game's gone. Like there's no enjoyment in in goals anymore. You can't celebrate because you know something's gonna happen. You know you, you can't fucking that that hasn't been given. We play on. We go down to the end. We attack, you know wait till the fucking decision comes before before you can enjoy the game again. It's fucking daft. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I do think it was a foul. But I think it was a foul if the referee gives it as a foul. If the referee doesn't, then that's where his head's at on the day, and you've got to just accept it. And I'd say the exact same if it was in the other box. If it if it happened in their box and it was against us and the referee never gave the penalty, I wouldn't be ranting and raving saying, oh, it's, it's fucking shit. I'd rather they are not get involved at all than get involved and take that long and give a decision that could be split either way. I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other talking point, obviously, uh, Jordan Ayew, two yellow cards. For me, He's got no argument. They were soft yellow cards, but they were yellow cards. I think you've got to take into considering fucking common sense and basic fucking basic daftness. The first one, he gets booked because of us because we kicked the ball towards him early and he tries to jump out the way of it. That's a yellow card because he stood over it, which I think is mad. And the tackle, there's, it's not like he's dragged him to the floor and stopped the counter-attack. He's, he's gone for the ball and missed the ball and hit him. He hasn't scooped him from behind or dragged him to the floor. He's just gone for the ball and mistimed it and hit him. I don't think... I think if he hasn't previously been yellow carded, you give him a yellow card for that and tell him no more. But the fact that he was already boots, I don't think you can send a fella off for a tackle like that. I think it's fucking stupid. But I think, again... Why, but why would the... Why would the threshold be different if he's already on a yellow? If it's a yellow card tackle under one scenario, then it should be a yellow card tackle no matter what. Because you, you apply common sense to the game. It's going to change and ruin the game based on a soft tackle, based on a soft yellow before. And I don't think the first one's a yellow card. It is. Because he's, he's, he's out the way of the ball and purposely he, moves in front no, of him. He stood in front of the ball and Van Dijk he, yeah, the ball. But he him. stood away from the ball at first. Van Dijk goes to want to take it and he steps in front of it. That's a basic passage of play you, you're taught to do as a kid. Stand on it. Don't let but, them take 
but it's stopping the game from it's stopping the game from restarting. This it's season, they've been more vigilant with it. Permission to take the free kick early. But he obviously had, otherwise he wouldn't have given the yellow card. I don't think it's a yellow card. I, don't think, I yeah, think it's yeah. absolutely a yellow card. I think it's fucking stupid. I, I think, think they're both yellow cards. I think the Premier League should fold if they're going to start giving yellow cards for incidents like that. I think the game's fucking ruined if that happens it's, every week. It's, but it's time-wasting. They've been doing it for kicking the ball away all season. There's no difference. It wasn't. It wasn't. He booked him for fucking standing over the ball. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> that's time. He's trying to time waste. He's not. He's trying to get his team in position before we take a free kick. Yeah, but by time wasting, by stopping no. a, by stopping a free kick from being taken, it's a yellow card. Stupid love. It's, it's a, absolutely it's, it's, a yellow card. In the, in it's the room, stupid. It's yellow card. It's stupid. It's a yellow card. No, it's not. If 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 we'd have got a player sent off for that tackle, I'd just stop watching the footy. I'd have just turned the telly off and went fucking. Jibbing. We we did After get a player sent off for a worse one than that, and jotted against Tottenham. He didn't fucking touch anyone and got a yellow card. So yeah, it's again, happened to us. I know it's so happened. We we've we've and took it. Ruins it. the game. It, it does ruin it. It does ruin the game. But you can't make that tackle if you're you're only yet. If you're on a yellow card and you're trying to actually fucking willingly win the ball and miss time your tackle, then fair play, yeah. And that's why I say it's a yellow card if he's not already booked because you can go, right, that's your last warning now. To get booked for what he's done in the first hand and then get sent off for that in a game, they they should be winning and deserve to be winning. I think it's fucking terrible, I'll be honest. I feel sorry for Palace. I don't. don't I, I don't. You. I don't feel sorry for them because we won, but I think you've got to. If that was us, you'd, you'd be fucking murdered. You'd be murdered. You'd be outraged all around. They'd be fucking be kick off. We'd be complaining. Clock would be complaining. I think we're odds and every right to complain. I really do. I, I, I want to see football get played and I want to see consistency. The, the tackles we've done, fucking Endo done two or three of them and never got booked. And that's why he got brought off. You've done two or three of them in the first half and never got fucking booked. So why can you book one but not another? Again, consistency. Referees are shite. We we had players booked for, for tackles like that. The referee well, booked everyone in the end, lad. He booked everyone. There was a bad eight. Don't go wrong, the referee lost control. But yeah, we, yeah, we no, still but, got yellow cards it, for it. It all started there. But, but we got you know we got yellow cards. It, it, Enzo, Enzo could have yeah, if you're saying he's their fouls, Enzo should have been sent off in the first half. You've done four of them. So Endo should have seen red as well. So that's how you're going to maybe, watch Maybe you should have done. If you're going to watch football and, and I think that's a yellow card, then there's going to be no players on the pitch soon. That happens every five minutes on a football pitch. <laughs> really uh, does. As as someone said, if he was if he was on a yellow, if he wasn't on a yellow, sorry, then everyone would be going hard. He's took one for the team. He stopped the counter, this, that, yeah. and the other. It's... it's whether he's gone for the ball or not, Van Dijk went for the ball and got a red card. It's the same, same law. No, but it, it, you've got to apply common sense to the situations of the game as well. Like the referee's got that fucking authority to do that. You, that giving someone a yellow card and sending them off is two different things. Giving them a yellow card is a warning that don't do any tackles like that again because that's fucking. But the tackles, it's a legitimate tackle. He's tried to win the ball. He hasn't brought you down. It's not like a clever one, one for the team. He's actually fucking tried to win the ball and missed the ball. It's not like he's dragged them to the floor and took one for the team or scooped them or clipped them from behind. He's actually went for the ball. And that's the difference. And it's he's a missed the missed time, the missed time tackle. So, yeah, 
it's one of them. I think if he's not booked, you book him and you say, don't do it again or you're out of. But for what he got booked for twice, I think it's stupid. Fair enough, I disagree. But um... I do, I, I, I'll, and I'll argue to death with it because I just think if you're going to book, if you're going to book one player for doing that in the game, you're going to book every single player every single game. There's going to be 10 red cards a game because it happens every couple of minutes, tackles like that. And but isn't that that maybe that's how them tackles will stop getting made? Why he's... No, you can't you can't not make a tackle? I'm not saying I'm not saying don't make a tackle because you're gonna but, but you're saying common sense has got to apply. Where's the common sense from the player? He's on a yellow, which he should whether he should or shouldn't have got is up for debate, obviously. The first one. But if you're on a yellow, don't don't make a, a challenge like that. I've seen pallets some phallus pans. I'm, phallus I'm pans. not being funny, a challenge like that. They're running alongside each other and he swung his foot out towards the ball to win the ball. It's like saying if Nunes shouldn't have made that tackle the other day because if he doesn't get it right, he gets sent off. We don't fucking score the second goal. You've got to just play the game in the heat of the moment and that's what, what's happening at the moment. VAR, referees, the drain and all the fucking emotion and the physicality out of the game by making daft decisions like that. If you've got a player who's not going to make a tackle because he's scared of getting booped, because he's been booped for fucking standing in front of a ball, the game's fucked. As far as I'm concerned, it, it's stupid. Really is. Again, fair enough. I disagree, but um, the you know the man who, who got him, I say got him sent off like he fucking dived or something. But the man who ended up getting you know fouled for the the second yellow, uh, changed the game. Harvey Elliott, um, just fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Every, every single game, we I think we you see it mentioned. He changes the game every time he comes on. The star boy, the star boy. Um, no, do you know what lad he does? And I feel like again, I don't know whether he's better coming off the bench. He comes on, he brings like the only way he brings that scout energy onto the pitch. He brings a passion that none of the others seem to really have. He, he's up for it. He's running around tackling. He's covering ground. He's getting on the ball. He wants to be on. Whoever's got the ball, you'll find Harvey Elliott next to the mask and border. He's fucking everywhere, left, right and centre. And when he gets on it, he makes things happen. He doesn't try and force the play. He just tries to, to make it tick over and make something happen. I think that's our issue yesterday was we tried to be too forceful. Trent, about six balls over the top into no one. It wasn't on the same wavelength. And he came on and, like, obviously, the red card massively out. Massively helped the game changed from that moment on. We looked in control again. Um, but yeah, he, he changed the game. And I think he would either made a difference with or without them having 11 men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he just come on, passionate, hungry, and he wanted to grab the game. I just go for the neck and, he, and fuck he did. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising it was only his first goal of the season, in fairness. Because um, when you think about how effective he has been coming off the bench, um, You'd think he, he would have had more, but yeah, he's a lot of the game, and I think it's happened last couple of games as well. Maybe not so much the full game, obviously, because we scored the worldies, but certainly Sheffield United game. I think we've had opportunities to shoot for him like outside the box, and no one's no one's tried to take it. Um, and Harvey's just picked it up and he's he's worked the space well. He's that I don't know what that Mateta was doing, like he just fucking absolutely. He, he looked as if he was going to try and go with him and then just gave up immediately <laughs> um, from like the slightest drop of his shoulder. It was proper weird, but yeah, great finish. I think I think he's caught the keeper off guard. I think 
most players in that position will go try and curl it into the far post. And the fact that he's gone near post, I think, has caught the keeper slightly off guard a bit. Um, and the way they defended, you're expecting that to get blocked before he shoots. And that's what I was saying about Callagher. You're, you're part putting your trust in your defenders to go, go ahead, we can put a foot in there, but brilliant stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. And I think he's, you know, he was unlucky not to have an assist coming on as well for, for Diaz. Um, very tight, but I think it probably was offside. Um, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you look at Diaz, even Salah, you know, they didn't have good games yesterday, but Salah in the right place at the right time to get the goal. Uh, would have been a penalty if he never if he never scored and he would have had a man sent off there anyway. Um, but yeah, I think right place, right time, even when he's had a bad game. Diaz, nearly right place, right time, even though he's had a bad game. Um, so... I don't necessarily think they had bad games. Again, like, you know, we've put all our eggs in the basket with Sabasly saying he's fucking Gerrard and obviously rightfully so. We've been overexcited about him, but now he's fans and he's on the same level as the other midfielders now. He's not doing much in games. He's not making much happen. He's just sort of there. Mm. And um, he's not standing out half as much. Don't know whether the hype's got to him a little bit or whatever, but him, he never played great. Thought Gravenberg tried to get on the ball and drive through. Never quite happened for him, but he had a goal. He yeah. tried. Um, so I think it's hard when you again your defence isn't fucking on it. Yeah, your midfield's not on it, and then you've, you're expecting the strikers to perform. Like chances, like Nunes got again, ball over the top in front of goal could possibly. Stretch it a bit further, put it in the back of the net. Doesn't um, that's that's on him for me as far as I'm concerned. But Diaz and Diaz and Salah are trying to make things happen with the ball at the feet on the halfway line with no real help. So you know you've got to take that with a pinch of salt and just they will they'll definitely come good. They'll definitely start things ticking again when the midfield starts improving. But it, I do feel like we've gone a bit back to square one way. We're getting out force in the midfield, getting out worked. The press isn't the same. Don't mm. seem to be pressing as we was. And I don't know whether that's a change to personnel or whatever. But um I thought we I thought Enzo played well yesterday. I thought he was the main man in the midfield. He was getting on the ball. He was doing them little cynical fouls that you need to do when they're bursting through the midfield and bringing players down. And thankfully he never got fucking boots early on. It was was a ruin that I think they got another one the first half. Yeah. No, I mean he's he's sort of the the new Lucas in that respect, isn't he? Like you know, he's a nailed on yellow. I think he even was it the Fulham the Fulham game when he came on, didn't he? I said straight away as soon as he comes on, nailed on yellow, and he he managed to get one in in that game as well. Um, I just hope he doesn't get to a point where he's he's getting yellows on reputation rather than what yeah. he's actually doing. Um, again, that's why I'm saying about the argument with the shot fouls, if if. That yellow one, I the, the second yellow is a yellow card. Then Endo gets three or four a game because he does it constantly. But it's part of the game. You, you mm. see referees signalling to players that's your second, that's your third, that's your fourth yellow card. Now, you know what I mean? There shouldn't be an instant initial tackle that gets get you boots. So things fucking stupid. But he does the he does the job well. He does the dirty work, and he he does he's starting to look quite elegant on the ball as well. He gets the ball, quick look, quick turn. And a pass out, and he doesn't do anything extravagant, but he gets us checking over, wins the ball back, and he, he he plays that simple ball out like 
like a Joe Allen, like a Lucas. Hmm. Doesn't do anything over the over the top, but he, I'm comfortable with him in the middle now. Yeah, I think we're starting to see why a lot of people who were involved in and take interest in German football were, were saying how much of a shrewd signing he is. Um, like I said, he's he's good with the ball. I think I think he got. I think he likes to have a bit more time on the ball than what Palace allowed him yesterday. He gets um, trumped over a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he shields it well. He shields the ball well. Like a yeah, out and he gets some balls over. But yeah, he's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, I, I've got no complaints with him at all. I'd say, you know, for how much we bought him for in today's market is is not a lot. Um, no one really expected anything from him. Really, don't think uh, you know we weren't expecting him to. I don't even think people were expecting him to pop up with a, even one goal um, or anything that like that. That goal again, that changed the game against Fulham. And I think, you know, the fact that it was him as well, there's, there's always a player that you want to see do well. And he's hmm. he's that player you want to see him fucking prosper. And, you know, he understands his age. He's 31, 32. He knows he's fucking not in the, the peak of his career, but he's at Liverpool now. And yeah. with better players around him, you can still you can still get better. Hmm. And in his role as well, lad, you can play there till you fucking late thirties. You yeah. don't have to put a lot of running. So he's um yeah, he's do he's doing sound. He's doing sound and I think in in games that's gonna be tough and gonna be physical. I think he's the, the man in the middle he wants. Yeah. Um Quanse, obviously I don't think he had his that was probably his I don't think it was terrible, but it was his worst game since he's come into the side. But he's young. He's going to have off days. I've got no problems with that whatsoever. I thought he was sound. I thought he made one mistake where he tried to carry the ball out and he took it off him, um, which is a system thing. Mm. Gomez does it. Van Dijk's done it. Matip does it. We all, they all try and carry the ball out and often they get fucking caught out, to be honest. So no issue with that penalty. Bit of a fucking bad one, but you know, again, I don't think they're attackers doing anything. I don't think the ball's going anywhere. I don't, you know what I mean? The ball's going yeah. away. So I don't see the need to do that, but when it's slowed down, it always looks worse. Mm. So I think he's the moment, there's the ball, bang, go for it. Bit tough, but it was a penalty. Yes. So yeah, he's looking, he is looking like a proper centre half. I think mm. Canate, Canate's like a fucking bull in a china shop when he comes on, just foul after foul. Um, but what frustrated me the most yesterday is we were making fouls in dangerous areas for them to create off set. They're a fucking set piece team. Mm. You love putting the ball in the box, and we kept fouling them, fouling them outside our box, just inside the half where they can ping it in. But then when they were running through on goal and you're you screaming to fucking take them down, we wouldn't take them down. And it was, yeah. that was annoying me. We're making fouls in stupid areas and then when we're desperate, fucking bring them down. They don't. They just let they yeah. just stand there and let you run. It's the same against Fulham as well. Like the amount of times Van Dyke took a step back and let the forward run towards him was fucking panicking. And like screaming, get go to the fucking ball. And we don't go to the ball. Yeah, I think it's I think we sort of the players know which tackles they can make where they won't get a yellow and where they make it if they will get a yellow. And I think that's what they do. They'll, the ones where they know they won't get a yellow, they'll make them tackles. And if they think they're going to get a yellow, they won't bother. Um, and I think that probably showed yesterday, you know, there's Palace fans throwing the stats up how Liverpool only had 
two yellows and same amount of fouls. They had more yellows and stuff like that. It's like, I think our players just understood a bit more what tackles are going to get them yellows and what aren't. Um, and yeah, we probably did get lucky with probably Endo at the very least, maybe even Kanate. Um, some, and sometimes and sometimes that happens. Um, but I think on Gomez, I thought we were a lot better when he come on as well on the right. Um, and I've said it, I've said it for a long. We've said I think we both said it for a while. Gomez on the right is is brilliant. I I think he's much more suited to being a right back than a centre back. Yeah, I agree. It it all goes down to the system again. Like Trent playing as like a centre mid for a backup right back. So when Gomez was going up, Trent was sitting in. Hmm. Gomez was getting in there, and we had cover on the right, and that's just the difference. When Trent's on the right, he doesn't get that same cover. No one covers him. So mm. there is gaps. There's always going to be gaps when you're playing probably your, your best player mm. who's going forward, playing him in an offensive role. So he's got to be in that role. He's got to be in a position to make something happen. But Gomez shocked me yesterday with how he was flying up the wing and putting the ball in the box and taking players on. And that. that's option. Played play well in a game the other week. He looked shite. Couldn't play a pass. Don't think it was Sheffield United. Couldn't pick a pass out, couldn't find the red shirt, mm. couldn't go past the man, kept losing the ball, thought he was shocking, and then comes he, in. He was, playing, he was playing left back there, though, wasn't he? Was he, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think that's the difference. But, but I, he, he, again, I don't know why why play him left back when you've got Simicast there. Baffling. I think it's because we've only got Simicast at the minute. Um, if Simicast needs a needs a rest, the only option we've really got is, is Gomez. I don't think. We've probably got someone in the academy, um, but it's whether you, you know, in a big must-win game like that, do you bring a, an academy lad in for the first start in the Premier League and things like that? I just think no, of course not. Um, I oh, just think it's the only realistic option at the minute. Mm, suppose so, yeah. Um, but, but now yeah, yeah. right back, play well going right back. I think <laughs> he, he made things happen. He made us look better offensively when when Klopp was making all these subs. It was like we were throwing the kitchen sink at just. It's like being on footy managers and just doing whatever you fucking can to make something change and you haven't really got a clue what's going on or how it's going to pan out. And luckily it pans out, but that's why he's fucking brilliant, Klopp. He, he makes decisions that you can't really see bringing Curtis Jones on. Mm. I don't think he's a, a match winner by any means, but he showed the midfield up. People are saying, why is he taking Sobberslai every, off every week? Because he's, he's not doing it every week. No, he's Simple. not. He, he's brilliant. Brilliant, but he's not doing it every week. He's, he's that type of player. When he's not playing well, it's very noticeable because when he mm. plays well, he's massive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Massive. Everything we do, when he's not, he's it's a big gap to, to fucking fill in that middle. And luckily, we ended up filling it with a, a few players that we didn't expect to come on. Yeah. And just another thing on Gomez, I think we've both said that in the past is, you know, when he's playing right back next to Trent, uh, sorry, when he's playing centre-back next to Trent, He's got to do two jobs. He's doing yeah. his he's doing his own job and he's doing Trent's job because Trent, as we know, doesn't get back as often as as we'd like him to. Um, when he's playing right back, he's only got to deal with his job, and I just think that suits him so much better. But I thought he was absolutely brilliant when he come on, um, and I don't think many people have really spoke about it in fairness. So, um, yeah, look, subs seemed odd. I I agree, but there's a reason Klopp's in the job and we're not. I suppose isn't he? Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
it didn't seem odd because they were the only players we had on, but it, it just seemed desperate. Like you're probably thinking, are you really taking him off for, for Curtis Jones? But that's why fresh legs, you know, they, they got a chicken. And Harvey Elliott, again, obviously changed the fucking game, but he done what you would want Shoppers like to be do from the off get the ball, drive towards goal, make shit happen. And um, yeah, fucking change the game. Harvey Elliott stood out again and he, he has done probably every single time he's come on. He has not a bad game. He's really standing out and he's really must be in Klopp's mind now to start him because he's a game changer. But again, I think our problem at the minute is we've probably got too many game changers and not enough fucking 90-minute players. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone seems to be very good at coming on off the bench, which yeah. you know, was a bit frustrating. But say as long as we keep chipping away and winning them points, lad, fucking not asked. And yeah. I say that honestly, I'd, you know, I'm, I've seen us play really well and get beat. See, in the past, especially batter teams and not games against Burnley where you're having fucking thirty shots and it not quite going in and then getting beat one nil. Fucking all day, I'd rather play bad and win. Yeah. I remember the game years ago, uh, West Brom, and when they had Lukaku on loan, and I think we had like forty three shots and they beat us two nil. Um, <laughs> well, so I always give me these days over them one game massively. Where I'd actually, it was the first game of the season, and I was working, so I turned my phone off all day until half ten in the night, match of the day. We were first on, and I think it was West Brom. They beat us three 0 I think two or three 0 Yeah, it was the only day of the season, and it, I thought, why hasn't no one even tried to contact me to say turn your fucking phone on? Sends an email or something. Yeah. Else. <laughs> don't don't waste your day, lads, because we've been battered. Yeah. Fuck that day it was like the first gone in. Oh, the second's gone in. Gonna be a comeback. This. Oh, third's gone in. Oh, full time bastard. <laughs> yeah. No. So I mean, give me give me these days over them, obviously. But um, like I said at the start, I just think there's there's going to come a game where we won't get away with it. So um, I just hope we is he though. That's the question. No, I agree. I, I, I say I did. It felt like yesterday was going to be that game, um, especially with Palace. I fucking hate Palace. They always they always seem to do do it's a game. all in it. That just haunts us forever. Well, I do. I hate them. Fucking um, them and the face of Dwight Gale. I'd love to just punch the pair of them all together. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just felt like even yesterday. Fucking sounds cliche, but. There is like there's always hope in your heart that we're gonna come and we're gonna do something. When we're not playing well, I was just timing in my head. Oh, if we score now, we could score again. If we score now, and then it goes on to so like later on, you're thinking, ooh, yeah. is it? But no, I think in the end, based on the attacks we had in the last fucking fifteen minutes and that, we probably deserve to win the game. But don't again, Alison Becker, without yeah. him, goal there, do you win the game? Fucking two magnificent saves, um, and Trent getting back for that that last one off mm. the line. Uh, I was waiting for the referee to check his watch, and it vibrated, knocked me sick. But again, Alison Becker, that's why it's it's so hard for Keller to get in because he's the best in the world by a mile. Yeah, that's it. Um, and like I said at the start, I wanted Keller to start yesterday, but Alison showed why I was wrong. Um, <laughs> and I'm happy to admit that because we won. Um, but look, it's another busy week ahead. Um, well, busy sort of two weeks, I suppose. Obviously, we've got um USG 
on Thursday. So I expect to see a very, very second string team there. Um, you know, Jimmy Traore, Phil Bab, um, Bjorn Tokovam, all, all the ones we named the other week in our worst 11s. I hope they all start. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and look, the group's wrapped up there, isn't it? We're, we're guaranteed first place, so we can we can afford to rest people. You know, I imagine Ben Doak will start, Connor Bradley, um, Quanser will probably start. I imagine he's going to go Van Dijk Kanate against United. Um, but then, yeah, it's that's inconsequential, really. Good performance would be okay. nice for the young lads. Um, but yeah, I think you need to. I think you need to have a strong core. Uh, actually, obviously, I think Callahan will start. Yeah. But I think he needs it. I think Quantra's had a... But out of fucking blowing smoke up his ass. I think he's at a level now where he is first team. He is 100%. He's not in to make the numbers up or because there's injuries. He's in the fucking first team. So if you start him, um, he's your main man at the centre-half with a young lad. Um, You might see Gomez start. Yeah. You- a young left back start. Uh, you could do it one or two of the the squad players, maybe a Curtis Jones and a McAllister playing in midfield. And McAllister injured. Well, yeah, he got this. I mean, he got volleyed everywhere at Chef United, but he got the yeah. stamp on the knee, didn't he? So he's not going to um, be in contention at all. So maybe grabbing Bates Jones um, and maybe Enzo. You never know. And hmm. then up front, play Nunes, fucking. Give him something to, to, to go and bite at and get a few goals. Ben's out. And again, I probably say fucking Diaz because we need we need a game where we can make something click and we can see the best of them. So mm. I think playing games is only going to benefit the players who are playing great at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got that. And then we've got three home games on the spin. So a nice little spell for us there United, West Ham, Arsenal. Um, tough. Oh, <laughs> That very, is, very tough life. Um, that's your make or break going into Christmas. Like, I know if, if we're top of the league at Christmas, then my ass will be off to Liverpool because they're fucking done amazingly. <laughs> if we're not top of the league at Christmas, um, we're still in with the shout, which I'm more than confident we will be. Um, you know, I, I said to you, didn't I, if, if we can stay four or five points in the to lift of whoever's top going into the new year, it's a fucking great start to the season. Um, yeah. You know, I think top four is already pretty nailed on. Fucking don't want to touch over life, but I do think barring an absolute collapse, you know, as we say, we haven't even got into third gear in this this season yet. And when we do, God help them, because it will click eventually. So there was no big pressure on us to go and be top of the league as we are right now at this moment. Um, but so it's, a, it's a practically a brand new team. Learning the system, learning the roles, gelling together. You've got players playing out of position, learning positions, the McAllisters and that. So, yeah, you've got to take take the roller coaster and see where it leads us, lad. But fucking hell, yeah, it's a, just, it's as exciting as it is stressful. In a sense, like we are still grinding results out, and mm. I just don't fear anybody. And I, I love that teams aren't fearing anybody now. I think anyone can beat anyone. It's just it's that that type of the season where you've got Aston Villa running fucking riot near the top of the table and they deserve to be there. They're not flukes. They're, they're out playing teams and the 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 grand and results out and they're doing what we're doing and no one expects it and it's fucking great. 
Yeah, no, as as I just said there, it's it's as as it's as exciting as it is stressful. Um yeah. at the minute. But no, Villa, I was just about to say, you know, look at them. Um I, I think Arsenal probably deserve something after the game yesterday, if I'm being 100%. honest. But um, yeah, no, I think that Martinez, I'm not I don't he's a good keeper, but he's he's not I have to give it best in the world, lad. Like he genuinely could have cost him three goals yesterday. We are cup winner, that's it. It's just crazy. Yeah. Popularity contest, isn't it? Um, on that, yeah. on that, be the best midfielder in the league. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he, I thought he made some good saves, but he could have cost them three goals at the same time. Um, but fair play to them, absolutely deserve to be where they are. Played City off the park the other night. Um, they deserved a bit of luck yesterday, and um, the way they've been playing. We, we battered them. It's mad, I, know, I don't understand it, <laughs> but you've only got to oh, look at you know, look at. The recent results, you know, Bournemouth just battered Man United 3 0 at home. Just want to try and figure a way to get that in there. <laughs> um, he, he might go. You know, if they don't do well in Europe, obviously they qualify the Champions yeah. League. Still got a sliver of hope, haven't they? Yeah. If they don't win that and then we maul them, he could be gone, lad. Well, that's it. That would would that be three managers in a row that we we'd have got sacked? Killed, yeah, probably. I mean, we've got to start looking at record, more records there. Like Klopp's just fucking stacking them at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we get another manager sacked, as long as they don't sack them before we play them, um, that's all. I'm I, I'm not asking. Um, but they've got no Fernandez, um, so you know they'll be better for that. Um, because he's he's not a big game player. He just. He's a petulant child. <laughs> oh, he's a knob, isn't he? I absolutely hate him. But... Like, like, like Marshalls and Rashford with our high line, I'll be licking the lips and it, it's scary. Because, but I don't think, I don't think we've been under any. It hasn't been like that this year, mm. where teams are passing over us and getting in one on one, and as often it's more in behind, cutting and across the goal. That's fucking. Yeah. That's what he's made, but I, I, we shouldn't have any problems with them. We should be too strong for West Ham, and. Arsenal. Arsenal's going to be tough. We will see what happens. And then I think it is, at the moment, the two best teams in the league and us, us and them. And we mm. haven't gone into third gear yet. So, hopefully, gear two against United, 3-0. Gear three against West Ham, 4-0. And then get into fifth, batter them. Yeah, I mean, I think United, in recent years anyway, have had that sort of... I don't know that. I want to say the Everton mentality about coming to Anfield. They just can't seem to. They can't handle it. The last few years, um, the the pressure seems to to get to them. Um, you know, they, they can't even remember the game at Old Trafford last season. And obviously, I you know they beat us like, but I can't remember if they played. I think they probably did play better than us in fairness in that game. Um, but then you know the seven nil happened. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how many times they did he play that on Sunday. Um. <laughs> Can't let them forget about that. But now, look, like you said, we shouldn't shouldn't have any issues against United. West Ham are playing well, in fairness to them, done well against Tottenham coming back. Um, you'd like to think that we shouldn't have too many problems against them. But again, the bet the both better teams than the three we've played in the last three games, and we've had a lot of problems against them. So. That tends to be how we work, though, lad. The teams True. that sit deep and hit us on the counter, we struggle. We really do, because we're just always on the front foot. I think United are going to have to come at us. They're going to have to 
try and show their fans that their managers where they've been there and their players are where they've been there and go gung ho for us and try and get a fucking result because anything less is not good enough for them. Yeah. So I think we just we go into the game expecting that and we just pick them off and make a show of them, play them, yeah. cat and mouse, fucking slap them around a bit and hopefully get a few goals and make it entertaining for the fans. But it's Man United, it's never a fucking easy game as much as we try and black ourselves. Uh, how shit they are, it's always a stressful fucking nerve-wracking game when we play them bastards. Um, and I think, again, West Ham will be this similar in the sense where you're, you're expecting to beat them, but if they turn up and bully you, you're in for a fucking hard day. So, mm. see how we yeah. go. Again, just play each game as it comes. And the way we're going at the minute, you'd expect us to just keep chipping away at that top of the table because that's where we are at the minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, like I say, busy couple of weeks, um, which means lots for us to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, we'll get a couple more in before before Christmas, hopefully. Um but it's exciting times. Like I said, it's stressful, um, but it's exciting. And as long as we keep winning, who's really asked? Um, but look, um, we'll leave it there for today. Just um, a quick one. Christmas market, hotel tier on the 16th of December from, I think it's in the day, say two o'clock, till about five or six. Bruce Crabler is going to be there. David Faircroft's going to be there doing book signings. Ragnall's got her book. She's going to do signings. So um, it should be a boss day. I'll be there with a few bits of gear to sell as well. So come to me first, buy my stuff, and then see the players. The sound. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, there's your Christmas day outsourced for everyone. And um, yeah, until next time, up the reds. Up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>